Hello, everybody. It's uh, Alex again here with uh, another podcast. And um, today I'm delighted to have uh, the awesome uh, Tom Boston on from uh, Salesloft. Hello, Tom. Hello, Alex. Are you well? I am not too bad. I'm uh, virus free, if we're allowed to say that in the crazy world that we are in the, the, uh, at the moment. How are things your end, wherever you are in the world? Yes, very well. Also fit and healthy. Um, and feeling good. Looking forward to looking forward to having a good chat. Good stuff. And uh, are you? I'm working from home. Are you working from home? Working from home at the moment. So I've got all the home comforts. I'm wearing my slippers, and I've got my favourite mug. We'll come on to mugs and biscuit loving in a um, uh, in a minute. Um, but first and foremost, so Tom Boston, who, what, why, when, where? <laughs> all, <laughs> all the W. <laughs> In any kind of order, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I am Tom Boston. I am an SDR at Sales Loft. As you'll hear from my accent, originally from the north of England, now living in London. Mm -hmm. I've been an SDR um, for a few companies for about two and a half years. And before I moved into the world of uh, SaaS, I found myself um, in, in retail for a fair few years as well. So a bit of a bit of a late bloomer to the um, to the SDR role in particular, and um, a lot of SDRs in London tend to be a little bit younger. So I'm more of a I like to call myself a mature SDR in London. And I remember you you did a video on this actually uh, recently. SDR for those that that don't know. Sure. So the sales development representative, sometimes called a BDR, business development representative. Right. Uh, essentially somebody who lead generates right who creates value right at the beginning of the sales process can be inbound tends to be mainly outbound um, but it's essentially about creating value um, when you're speaking to a prospect and then passing on a nice warm lead to um your your colleague who can then demonstrate kind of what what you do? So it's um, I like to call it it's opening doors, right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And uh, you know we we were talking about this before we kind of came came live as it uh, uh, as it were. And you know if I go back to I might be in sales all my life, but um, I'm slightly older than uh, than you. But w- way back when in the world of um, recruitment, where I kind of cut my um, my teeth. You know, SDRs didn't really exist uh, as I was recruiting for and myself because you're either kind of um, net new business or an account manager, and that was it, or channel or channel sales, you know, partner sales, and you ran the entire kind of end to end end to end process, of course, with tech support and, um, and and so on. But certainly back then, you know, none of this te- technology really existed. We're talking 15, pushing 20 years ago now. I don't want to show my age too much, and all I could do back then was really, you know, hammer the phone, smile and dial, and try and get through to HR directors, um, sales directors to pitch why they should use, you know, primarily Michael Page International and uh, myself to work with their next uh, their next hires. And very much a door opener, but back then what gave me typically the extra 30 seconds on the phone was because somebody had heard of Michael Page International they'd never heard of Alexander, Alexander Lowe. So what, what, what difference, what, what do you see as the difference between back then? And I know that you, you have been in that world uh, too, to, 
kind of the modern salesperson. Let's forget all the acronyms. The salesperson of uh, of today. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. I think I think we're so so lucky, really, in in this day and age, um, as as salespeople, with with everything that we've got we've got access to, and how creative we we can be when we're when we're kind of prospecting and when we're you know when we're reaching out to people that we want to work with. As you touched on, um, you know, my, one of my very first B two B business to business. I'll stop using acronyms, Alex. Uh, one of my very first um, business to business um, sales roles was, and um, I used to sell gas and electricity, and yeah. this was cold calling to to businesses across the UK, and it was yeah eighty to hundred calls. You know, it would be lots of um, lots of people hanging up. Yeah. And lots of um, <laughs> lots of people telling me to um, yeah to not call them again uh, <laughs> if I <laughs> want to be polite. I was going to say in that language exactly. I, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and this would be this would all I you know it's all I'd have access to. Like you say, you'd, you'd have the phone. You maybe would send an email as a, as a follow up, but it wasn't it wasn't worth my time. To even email um, the businesses that I was calling, it was just hitting the phones, yeah. and um, yeah, you get a lot of rejection. It's kind of where I, um, I I got my thick skin, right? Because you, you never get more objections than when you're cold calling, selling, yeah. selling utilities. <laughs> um, but now nowadays, obviously, the um, you know the modern kind of sales person has has got access to a, a plethora of. Uh, of tools at their disposal right mm-hmm. and i think that's that's really exciting and it's um, it allows us to be really creative i have a big smile on my face when i call someone up and they they know me or they they've seen one of my linkedin videos they they've clicked on a a video that i sent them um a couple of days ago in their email inbox maybe they've just seen something on social media about me or my organization and um, it, it's a nice warm call as opposed to a, a cold call, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel very lucky that I um, get to have those much warmer conversations now. Uh, it's interesting you talk about kind of, because well, we, we talk about smile and dial back back then, but it's things like that actually work. I remember uh, actually if I stood up when making a phone call, uh, the kind of the physiology of your body changes because your lungs open, you can enunciate predator, you know, best you're not hunched over on a desk. You know, people can say that they can hear a, you know, hear a smile in someone's, um, uh, in someone's voice. So I think just for anybody that's in, in, in the world of anything you do, just talking or talking on the phone, sometimes even just standing up can help you uh, project, uh, project better. And I think I used to annoy my colleagues uh, wrapping phone wires around my neck as I was stomping around the office trying to uh, close calls and uh, close deals, as it uh, as it were. But as you rightly say, um, the world has moved on uh, considerably from the phone, email, mass email marketing to kind of where we are um, where we are today. So what what sort of things do you? And you touched on video, and I've seen your videos online in terms of what you promote, and I think they're absolutely brilliant. I think the way that you you leverage video, you know, is, is, is a masterclass in how to do it without selling. So what, what are the kind of the, the, the tips or the processes that you find work for you that people listening to this could put into, you know, put into practice? Sure. Well, well just to put some context behind that in case, um, 
you know, somebody's not seen my videos or they're not aware of kind of what I do. Um, I started at a company called Sales Loft last year and I set myself a little um, kind of mini goal to record um, a weekly LinkedIn video. Mm-hmm. And I'd committed to, to do that, you know, no, no matter what my schedule looked like, I'm going to try and get at least one video out per, per week. And the whole point of it was to look at building not only my personal brand, but, but getting sales loft out there as well along the way. Now, when I started to record the videos, um, I would look at maybe the, the website, right? I'd look on our website and I'd be like, oh, maybe I could talk about this feature or maybe I could do a video on uh, a core value of the business like that. That's very LinkedIn. You know, that will probably resonate or whatever. And um, yeah, it just wasn't me. You know, I, I didn't even, I, if I watch a couple of the first videos that I sent out, I'm not very proud of them. It wasn't, it felt very forced and it looked like someone had told me, you need to, <laughs> you need to do a video, Tom. And it needs to be about sales loft. And, you know, it, it, you can smell it a mile off. And especially with me selling to salespeople, yeah. they're, they're very savvy. They, they, know what, they know what the game is, right? So I, I moved away from that and I decided to start to do um, videos that I would want to watch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like, I like comedy. I like to, um, to see something that perks me up in the day and, and kind of resonates in that way. It makes me, it makes me laugh. And I thought, look, let's make content that I would watch. Let's make content that I would smile at. And I started to look at some of the pains that my prospects might face. So whether that's, um, as we've touched on, um, sales acronyms um, in the workplace, especially when I first started in in the world of, um, you know, software as a service sales. I won't say SaaS sales, Mm -hmm. um, but software as a service in London. And people were talking about, you know, ARRs and CRMs, BDRs and SDRs and the CSM teams. And I didn't know what they meant, you know, and I'm nodding away. And I thought that would be fantastic to create a video on. That's going to resonate with people, especially new to sales. And and it did. It it did very well. And I would do um, videos on filling out the CRM and the excuses that reps might give when, you know, to their manager for not filling out the CRM you know, which, which might include things like, um, I don't understand Salesforce lightning, you yeah. know, it's all changed. I, I understand classic. I don't understand lightning. It shouldn't be called lightning. It should be called frightening because it's terrifying. There and, are other CRMs available by the way. <laughs> of course. Yes. Other CRMs of course are available. I don't, I don't reference them in my videos, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was, it was those videos that would make people smile that would get the likes and that would get the shares and would start conversations in my DMs with, with people that I wanted to speak to. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it, it wasn't really a goal of mine to, to try to get as many views on the videos as possible. Yeah. I, I always just wanted to create content that I enjoyed yeah. and that would stick out in the, the minds of my prospects and it, it seems to be working. I'll, I'll pick up the phone and I'll speak to someone who I'm not even connected with mm-hmm. and they'll hear my accent and they'll go, oh, I've seen a lot of your videos on, um, on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, it's a great conversation starter. Makes my job a lot easier. And I'm also having a lot of fun, as I'm sure you see from those videos. 
uh, along the way. Indeed. And I think there are some interesting, you know, interesting points, uh, points there. I think, you know, for me, and I know Ollie, your, um, your boss, uh, but for any other sales directors, sales managers, you know, out there listening to, to this, did, did Ollie go to you? Did you go to Ollie and say, I want to do this or did he just do it and kind of ask for forgiveness afterwards if he was going to be upset with it? So, Ollie's, Ollie's great, as you'll know. He, um, he gives us the freedom to, to kind of fly. And he's, yeah. never, he's never said no to any of, any of my uh, ideas. And he, um, he sometimes watches them. I'll hear him laughing in the corner. Uh, I'll, I'll see him watching them a couple of times. And uh, he'll just be like, oh, this, this is great. And uh, he's very much behind kind of everything that I'm, that I'm doing. It wasn't really a conversation that we sat down and, and had I, I just I just started kind of doing it as I thought this might be a, a good idea, um, but we do often uh, sit down and maybe have a chat about you know what direction they might kind of go in yeah. and uh, all the, all that kind of good stuff. But no, he's um, he's my number one fan. <laughs> a creative director as well. It would sound uh, it would sound like. And the next question we get this a lot um, with you know, sales directors, the general kind of, I don't want my sales team messing around on LinkedIn or wasting their time on uh, social media. And one might perceive that what you're doing is just messing around on, on, uh, on social media. But, you know, we can certainly hear that there's a, there's a rationale to why you are doing it because you want to stand out and be different from every other SDR on the planet who, you know, is trying to sell, uh, sell something. So two questions for you. How long does the kind of the whole process, I'm not talking about the thought process because you know, I do my videos and it's kind of, I have an idea during the week and I write it down. But when you've got your idea of what you're going to do, kind of how long does the process take from recording, editing and subtitles and then posting? That's a good question. So it's, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely come down. It was, um, it was something that I would do lots of takes on, especially yeah. when I first started doing, doing these videos. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe I'd spend a few, a few hours um, okay. editing, you know, one, one hour an evening. Yeah. Um, but I can, um, from, from hitting record and getting that video on LinkedIn, between, I would say, 60, 90 minutes tops. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not taking a huge chunk out of my, um, out of my working week. Yeah. And um, now that I'm not having to... Um, write my own captions mm -hmm. uh, I've, uh, I've got a, a tool in place that helps me do that that saved me a lot of time <laughs> yeah. which one do you use um, it's rev.com rev.com i use subtitle but yeah there, i mean there's some brilliant tech out there which you know is very very good at what it's um uh what it does so 60 to 90 minutes during the course of a <clears throat> uh a week uh, yeah. which actually when you kind of chop that up probably not very much and probably people listening waste 60 to 90 minutes a week on pointless meetings <laughs> or making phone calls that people they're never going to get, get get through to or creating emails that are never going to be responded to what and you've already touched on this that when you're doing the the outbound people already recognize you and know who you are so that's almost going back full circle to mike oh i've heard of michael page international yeah. so i'm now going to give alexander Lowe a chance you're kind of doing the inverse it's oh i've heard the voice i know tom boston Therefore, I'm going to give Tom Boston an extra 30 seconds on the, uh, on the phone call. Are you able to attribute revenue to either 
inbound that has been, Tom, I've seen your videos, I've seen your stuff, love it, can we have a conversation? Or where the phone call has been considerably easier because someone has mentioned, oh yeah, I know you, Tom, happy to have a call. And where that has converted into, well, let's, let's go one step back, pipeline, and then convert a pipeline. Sure. So if I was to tell your listeners, uh, Alex, that, you know, I can now sit back and I've got inbound leads coming through every day on LinkedIn as a result of doing funny videos, I would be like, uh, I'm still having to do, um, still, still have to do my job, right? Course, so yeah, I, I'm making sure that I'm kind of keeping on top of anyone who is even like the video or has commented on the video doesn't automatically mean that I'm going to get a meeting with them and that's going to turn into kind of closed business. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I would say is I would, I would reckon that of the past, especially of the past couple of months, at least a third of the conversations that I'm having either on the phone or over email have have, have referenced Mm -hmm. some of the work that I, that I do around social. And, um, I would say I've had at least in the past month, you know, two or three direct inquiries um, asking me to talk to them about sales loft. Now, this might not seem, you know, groundbreaking or um, something that, you know, your listeners might think, wow, that, that seems worth, <laughs> worth yeah. it. Um, but what I understand, and I, and I think a lot of people who, you know, want to get into kind of building their personal brand mm-hmm. uh, around social understand as well is that it's um it's a it's a marathon not a, not a sprint and if you um, if you expect to um you know get some traction on a video and um and that's how you're going to you know get the majority of your business that's that's not going to work yeah. but what it is about is just cementing your personal brand your organization kind of in their mind yeah. as someone who is you know, A, quite interesting, mm-hmm. um, B, seem, seems quite friendly and easy to talk to, and yeah. C, has actually created some, some value along the way. Because it's all, it's all about timing, right? So yeah. when someone is ready to have that conversation, I'm, um, I'm at the forefront of their, of their mind. But that's, that's very hard to track as a metric, of course. It, it is. Um, but, you know, let's take the um, – you've already – you know raise this and whenever we talk to clients we talk about what what we can do is help you lay a pipeline on top of your existing uh prospecting methodology to to um uh to bump it up so you know we always talk about what is your average order value uh what is your deal cycle if we could get 10 of your reps to generate one more inbound deal over a 12-month period worth ten thousand dollars that's another hundred thousand dollars of pipeline on top of what you are already doing would that be helpful yes and then we say well probably if they start to engage with this over time because you're right it's not it's a a marathon not a sprint it's a change in in behavior then you know one a quarter we can put a four hundred thousand dollar increase in pipeline on top of your existing um uh, processes because you then obviously got to go on and, and close the business and if you can't close the business or you know what, what's happening in the world today completely out of our control um social or the inbound tactics that you've used haven't failed it's the um 
uh, the sales process, as it were. Now, we touched on personal brand. I did a podcast last week with um, uh, a fantastic lady, Mary, over in Australia around this at the kind of the CEO level, but it's the same. But video is very scary for people, right? And I've been on a two-year journey with my hashtag, hashtag Ask Alex videos, which I do every Friday, and I'm much like you. If I look back at the first ones, they were terrible to you know, where I am now, you know, running around in car parks and standing in showers, et cetera, et cetera. But I love that video, by the way. That was a, that was a great one. 30,000 other people, apparently. It was a nightmare. Um, so, uh, but it's not about the numbers, as you rightly say. Um, outside of video, what else can people do to kind of help create authenticity or just make them just stand out a little bit different from everybody else? Sure. I mean, I, I think I get, I get that a lot, right? So people will, will message me. And they'll, they'll ask me, you know, how do I start with, with video? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not confident. And, um, and I would always say, look, if, you, if you're really, really not confident in front of the camera, don't, don't make videos because that's not, that's not the way to go, right? You, you need to be uh, authentic and you need to kind of show people kind of what you've got. But if, um, if that's going to be you looking terrified on a, on a you know on a video it might not be worth it might not be worth putting that on the internet and um, what, what i would say as a tip is why why not record s some videos that you know are not going to be seen by anybody and um, put as much effort into them as as you would if, as if you were going to upload them watch them back maybe show them to friends and family or, or send them to me on uh, on linkedin you know um and i'll i'll kind of start a conversation with you but I wouldn't just say, look, let's get video out there for, for the sake of doing it. Mm -hmm. I think there's loads of different ways for, for people to kind of show their authentic self on, on social when it comes to, if you like, building a, a personal brand or, or social selling. Um, I'm a big fan of just talking about, you know, things that have happened uh, to me on a, on a personal level. Like I, I recently um, shared a LinkedIn post that, reference the fact that I was dressing my one-year-old son as a caterpillar mm -hmm. um, for World Book Day. Yep. And, I'd, and I'd used that line um, on the cold calls that day, yep. which obviously opened up a few conversations, got a few smiles. And um, I, just, I just put that on LinkedIn as a, as a quick, as a quick um, you know, cold calling crack, I called it, uh, for, for today. And that got lots of likes and people were kind of commenting on that. And it wasn't the best post in the world, but it just um, it just was a little insight to my day, and it showed it showed a little bit about me and opened up kind of my my world as well. And and that's what I would kind of say to people: if you're not comfortable creating videos, why not just try um, you know using social media um, to to talk about your journey in in sales, you know, even if that is just a, just a post. Uh, you know, a, a text update, which just talks about you, talks about your life and shows people that you are a human. Because at the end of the day, and this is the age old thing, right? People buy from people and you want to show everyone that you've got a human element and a human side. I think that's a, a really great point. And again, you know, we get, uh, we, I get, you know, it comes back to messing around on social media. And some people, some people listening to this, may not be comfortable doing that, which is absolutely, which is absolutely, um, uh, absolutely fine. Um, they may feel it's a little bit too Facebooky, as it were. And what I will say is I think there's a, there's a definite, I can see a definite generational difference 
between who posts what about um, what, but as an extreme in terms of the other end of what you one could do, and this is a partner of a law firm, so we are at the other end in terms of uh, risk adverse. You know, he shared a picture of, um, he was at a conference in New York uh, last year, and there was a fire alarm, so they all had to leave the conference center. He took a picture of um, a big red fire engine and just said, oh, you know, exciting times, there's been a fire alarm. My twins will like this picture of the, um, the fire engine. Kind of that, that's it. I think a message from, from him going, why has this post got like 5,000 views and lots of engagement versus my technical updates are getting nothing? I said, because the technical updates are really dull, but the human aspect is really interesting. And what that then means, when you're back in London, when your next business meetings happen, somebody will probably reference the facts, the fire engine, the this, the that, and that. And it goes full circle back to, you know, the days of our cold calls when you would record in CRM. Client XYZ birthday, went on holiday, kid was unwell. So the next time you make the phone call, you then reference back to, oh, how was the holiday? How da, 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 da. All we're doing here is just doing the inverse of that to help people kind of just have a conversation point with you. And um, it's things like when we work with people to talk around, you know, your profile, if you've run five marathons, as one of our clients has, put you've run five marathons. Because other people go, oh, I've run a marathon. How did you find it? I'm thinking of running the New York one or the Berlin one. It just gives that little kind of, um, as you kind of said, familiarity between, uh, between the individuals. So it, I guess it's down to personal preference, but the moral of the story of this is uh, just try and be yourself, but a little bit different to everybody else. Just don't be an SDR, BDR, AE, and just write the same that everybody else does. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think it's the most important thing for someone who is um, is doing a, a role similar to mine. It's a, it's about standing out from the crowd, being different, and um, and being memorable as well. Because there's nothing worse than being forgotten. It, when I call someone back and um, you know I've not spoken them spoken to them for two weeks, the worst thing in the world is if they say sorry. Tom who? Tom, oh, but what, where are you from? What, I don't remember anything we talked about. If, if, the, you know, if that happens, I've not done my job because I've not been memorable enough for them to, to, you know, to pick up where we left off, which is really important with, you know, within my role. I think you understood that, if that's all right. <laughs> Use that term moving forward. I think that's brilliant, being memorable. Um, absolutely, you know, if I, I couldn't have put that better my, um, uh, myself. So if we just kind of shift, uh, shift a bit, obviously you work for um, uh, Sales Loft, which is, um, sits within the sales technology stack, which I'd like to talk about uh, a little bit, because I know this is still relatively nascent here in the, kind of in the UK, European markets versus over in the, the US market. So Sales Loft, Sales Tech, what is it? How does it work? Why do we need it? Great question. I'll start. I'll start at the top. So, um, so Sales Loft is um, is a platform that sits on top of the CRM mm -hmm. and allows reps to be more productive and more persistent in a personalised way than than ever before. Mm -hmm. So, when we talk about why do we need tech, sales tech. Um, we, we know that the, the world is noisier than ever and we know that reps need to break through that noise. If you only had access to um, a phone, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. So it's all about a multi-channel 
approach mm-hmm. in a really organized way that allows reps to be successful and sales loft um, is the kind of is the platform that allows especially me as a rep to to be more successful than I've ever been when when prospecting so let's break it down what what's it do in in you know in, I know we can't you probably demo at this point but platform persistence which rings alarm bells in in my head from the end user i don't want a persistent salesperson on why i'm on my tail so what what sort of things can it do well let me throw in the word pleasantly persistent right what we don't (laughs) what we don't want to do is um is hammer people yeah so it's not about kind of sending bulk emails Mm -hmm. and scheduling uh, a call every single day but what it is about is giving a, a rep a platform which allows them to add a prospect to a cadence, which is basically just a, just a workflow, right, of, of yeah. sales yeah. steps, mm-hmm. and for them to be able to follow that cadence through um, in, with the mindset of being able to book a meeting with their, with their prospect. So in the past, I don't know, I've done this when I first started my SDR uh, career in, in London. You've got the CRM, yeah. you've got all this data, and you've got a place where you can even set yourself reminders, okay? Well, when you start to really ramp up your prospecting, that becomes absolutely unmanageable. Yeah. And you've got notes on pieces of paper, and you've got calendars updates, and you've, you, you, you suddenly remember, oh, I should have called Dave back three weeks ago and um, you know my wife will tell you the same thing I'm not the most organized person in the in the world (laughs) and uh, in 2020 uh, when you're in sales you need you need to be organized that's that's to look a fundamental and what sales loft allows you to to do is be the most organized version of yourself possible so load, load up a platform that tells you how many calls how many emails how many touch points you need to do, who you need to be following up with, yeah. and with what message. You can automate some of those steps, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. what I recommend is obviously personalizing those steps as you go. Yeah. And it's just about making sure that reps are, are following a process that, that works, right? Mm-hmm. Not letting anything slip through the cracks. And you, um, you talked about being put off by that word um, persistent. Yeah. Yeah. But what I really enjoyed is the, for the first time in my career, I've been complimented on how I'm prospecting and how I'm reaching out to people. Okay. And people are emailing me back saying, loved your approach. Thanks for being so persistent. And I'd like to know more, which is about a million miles away from when I first started. Yeah. <laughs> so I, feel, I feel very lucky, right, that, I, that I'm kind of at at this place um but yeah to kind of um to, to sum up it's, it's just about giving a rep um a, a piece of software that can actually change how they are, are working make them super organized mm-hmm. but also just steer them in the right direction give them a helping hand and take away all that nitty-gritty you know admin tasks we, we know that reps spend i think it's you know 60 odd percent of their time on yep. non-revenue generating activities, it's mm-hmm. it's you know clicking on buttons in the in the CRM and, and and setting setting meetings and all that kind of stuff. Sales loft 
does all the hard work and allows you as a rep to just crack on with delivering an amazing experience. So what I'm hearing in simple terms is about using CRM data more effectively to drive better efficiency gains. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a nice fancy way of uh, putting it. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the CRM is a, is a great place for data to live. Yeah, exactly. It's a fantastic repository of, of data and it's, um, you know, I, I don't have anything against the CRM because we need it. That's where everything's stored. That's but that's not where we're executing on a sales process, right? Yeah, and our, our platform allows that fantastic strategy that a lot of organizations have to be executed on effectively. And um, that's where sales engagement sits, right? It's not about having lots and lots of um, data that reps don't really know what to do with or have to manage themselves. Mm -hmm. It's about a layer on top of that, which allows them to be really effective and absolutely execute on a sales process in a, in a really personalized way, but at scale. Yeah, perfect. Tom, this is yes. an absolute pleasure. Um, I always enjoy talking with you. I always enjoy your, um, uh, your videos. Uh, before I let you go, uh, what is your favorite biscuit? So I actually wrote an article about this many years ago. You're, you're not allowed to, especially in an office environment, ask people what their favorite biscuit is right. because okay. my, it's my personal experience that it, that it starts, um, it starts a, a war. I, I remember someone answered, um, someone said pink waver, uh, wafer and they had to leave the room, you know, they, 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 they wafer, that takes you back. <laughs> <laughs> they said, Oh, I quite like the pink wafer. And I remember people in the office were saying, get out. You know, <laughs> you're wrong. My, my, I mean, I like a custard cream. But I'm a simple, uh, I'm a simple fellow. Um, but yeah, the people have people have big opinions about this. Right? What, what about you? I, I knew you'd ask that question. Put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> Gotta love a jaffa cake. But is that a biscuit? I don't know. Is that allowed? You see, we could do another half an hour. On, on <laughs> <laughs> we could indeed. Um, Tom, where can people find you? How can people connect with you if they want to find out uh, more about you? Watch your videos. Find out more about sales Rock. Great, great question. So yeah, I mean, I live on LinkedIn at the moment. I don't tend to use the other social channels. Yeah. There's not many Tom Bostons on LinkedIn, especially not ones that haven't got any hair with a ginger beard and got a northern accent. So I'm sure you'll be able to, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to pick me out of the crowd. But yeah, search Tom Boston on LinkedIn and obviously um, check out Sales Loft. We've got a great website which can kind of talk a little bit more about kind of what we're doing. But yeah, obviously the best place to talk about Sales Loft is uh, by speaking to me, right? Indeed. And I'll put the links to um, uh, your profile and uh, the Sales Loft uh, website on this uh, podcast as well. Well, as always, everybody, thank you very much for uh, tuning in, listening, wherever you are in the, uh, in the world, whatever industry you're in. Uh, I hope you found that useful and helpful. If you want to be on this podcast, uh, you know what to do. Just connect with me. Ask me if you want to recommend anybody that should be on this podcast. Same rules apply. Otherwise, um, in the craziness of the current, uh, current climate, um, stay safe, keep safe, and uh, until next time. But uh, thanks all.